Welcome to the Modern Woodworkers Association, a podcast about woodworking from folk who woodwork. Woodworking is what we do, who we are, and what we like to talk about. So join us as we have a drink, sit around, and talk woodworking. And with us uh, today, we've got Andy Klein for our five questions. Uh, Andy, we're jumping right into it. <laughs> How did you get into woodworking? How did I get into woodworking? Well, I, I'd say my first exposure to woodworking uh, was through my grandfather. He was a pretty avid woodworker. His whole basement was a shop. And, you know, we'd come around when we were kids and he'd build like a bow and arrow or a slingshot for us. Um, and I'd spend some time, you know, he'd, he'd take me through the different tools in the shop and told me what they did. And and I would say I was just left with a an impression of, man, woodworking is a really fun thing. It's cool to build your own stuff. It's cool to have a shop uh, in your house. You, you know, that's that's what I walked away from the whole uh, experience and interaction with him and, and his shop. Um, so fast forward to to junior high, I was actually lucky enough to attend a school that still had a shop class, a, a pretty substantial shop class. You know, we used uh, power tools, joiners, and band saws, and and made some you know, pretty ambitious projects for for seventh graders, anyway. Um, so now, fast forward again, uh, several several decades. I, I did nothing with that for quite a while. You know, I was going to college and and partying and and playing sports and and all that stuff. Um, but uh, when I bought a house, it, it happened to have. Uh, a, a, an unfinished room attached to the garage that was oh, a couple hundred square feet, not very big, but um, I, I think all those memories came pouring back when I saw that unfinished space and it was just like the most natural thing of, oh, I'm going to be a woodworker now. I'm going to make this a woodworking <laughs> shop just like my my grandfather had. Um, and uh, yeah, so so I started, um, started putting the shop together and, and mostly – what I, what I worked on initially was DIY kind of stuff. You know, I just bought mm-hmm. a house it needed work. I tiled the bathroom, you know, I, I kind of got into handiwork. Um, but, uh, eventually gravitated more towards finer skilled stuff. Um, I wanted to build furniture. So I started researching and, and magazines and internet and YouTube and, and just started building skills and, and taking on projects. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's my story. Excellent. That is excellent. Um, let me let me ask you just as a, as a side note on that. You got to go to a real shop um, when you were in junior high, and you, we don't need to get into ages, but you're not. I don't think you're you know much older than me, or probably about the same age. But where'd you go to school? I didn't have anything like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think many people. So, so I'm I'll be thirty eight uh, in okay. a couple months. So I'm like six wow. months older than you. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Very, very similar. Yeah, I think it was a. I didn't realize it at the time, but I think it was a pretty rare thing at that point. I was going to high or, or junior high uh, in a suburb of Chicago, Libertyville, okay. so the northern suburbs of Chicago. Um, and looking back on it, I, I think there were just a couple shop teachers that had been around for quite a while and had a lot of sway. Uh, in the administration of the school mm-hmm. and were just had had just been able to keep the program alive uh, longer than than a lot of other schools. So kind of a local phenomenon uh, that we were lucky enough to have um, and completely didn't recognize that we were lucky at the time, <laughs> <laughs> of course, as, as kids do. 
Um, so yeah, but, but I'm, I'm glad to have had the experience at that point. No, that's, that's fantastic. Um, to, to move on to our actual second question is what is your favorite tool? I would say probably the bandsaw. It felt like buying, getting, getting the bandsaw in the shop really felt like a milestone. It opened up so many possibilities, made so many operations faster and more enjoyable um, I just, I just felt like a for real woodworker after I got that bandsaw and I've always enjoyed using it. Um, so, so probably the bandsaw. What kind of bandsaw do you have? Uh, I have, I have a 14 inch, um, two horsepower grizzly. Um, the it's not like a riser block kind of model. It's the one that comes kind of standard with the, uh, 11 inch resaw capability. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, I, I can't remember the the model but number off the top of my head. Their their tools are you know universally pretty good, and the I'm assuming the two horsepower motor and the 14 inch saw gives you plenty of power on that thing. It's plenty of power. Yeah, I've I've uh, maxed out the resaw capacity in hardwoods and and gotten through it with pretty reasonable speed as long as the blades clean and sharp. Yeah, that well, that's everything. Right, right. So, who has influenced you the most? Who is influenced? So I, from a design perspective, um, I think probably Joseph Welch. Um, and the, the most ambitious project I've ever done is my twisted table. Um, and, and I was pretty heavily inspired by his work um, in, in that piece. And I haven't drawn a lot of design inspiration from a lot of other woodworkers. Uh, and that's, that's why I'd probably have to say, um, that, that he's my, my biggest influence. Um, if I was going to answer from a standpoint of content creation or maybe workflow in the shop or shop setup, I might have a different answer, but when, when it really comes to design and, and the actual woodworking pieces that I've made, which haven't been that many, to be honest, uh, that's, that's the name I pick. It just, it, it just it does incredible ambitious work. I, I've spent hours just staring at his pieces and, and wondering how did the idea for that come together? How do you, how do you make that, uh, something that complex. Um, so there you go. And I have to do some research. I'm not familiar. Yeah. I'm, I'm embarrassed to say I'm not either. Um, prepared to be blown away. Joseph Welch, W E L C H. I mean, just, L-C-H. just incredible stuff. I'll def- definitely check that out. And, uh, I, I've seen, the, uh, you've got a couple of videos on the table, right? I, I know I've seen one of them. Yeah. The, yep. The there's a series. there's a build series, and then there's a video I did at the end where I just kind of go through the highlights and um, the, the the furthest thing from a, a how to video. Just uh, it kind of gratuitous woodworking scenes as I build the table in three minutes. <laughs> well, it, it it's only going to take me about three minutes to build this table. I got to make next week, so I think that's about right. <laughs> there you go. Um, Perfect. So, so the fourth question is in your woodworking, what has been your biggest stumbling block and how have you gotten over it? Biggest stumbling block. I would say probably buying cheap tools. You know, when I, when I look back on, on how much time I've wasted, 
on trying to tune up use tools or or make um, poor quality tools do what I want them to do and the frustration and and that's probably a bigger thing than just the time spent trying to make it work is is how much momentum you lose and and what it does to you mentally when you you spend hours uh, in frustration in your shop you know how how apt are you to to get back in there in a hurry um, I think I think that's been a big stumbling block for me is understanding what quality point really works for me. You know what? When should I buy a tool? When should I save a bit longer uh, and and not deal with the frustration? Um, that, that's the thing I still struggle with trying to find that that right balance um, and and make sure that I'm enjoying my time in the shop and being productive and and not fighting my tools. So. Uh, yeah, cheap tools <laughs> caused me a lot of heartache. And that's the kind of lesson you you don't learn until you have the the not cheap tool, right? You know, it's, yes. And it's it doesn't it even clear. need, need uh, excuse me, it doesn't need necessarily need to be an expensive tool per se, but just of a higher quality, even if it's a, still at a good price. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like you don't realize how it should work until you have it set up. Plane, I know planes are that way, but so are lots of power tools. Absolutely. And so the final question, how has the internet influenced your work? Oh boy, I don't think I'd be anywhere near as far as as I am um, as a woodworker if it wasn't for, for the internet. Um, first, there, there's just the learning side. I mean, I for, for a long time when I was interested but not particularly knowledgeable at all uh, in, in woodworking. I'd, I'd just watch videos every morning while I ate breakfast um, and in, in a very passive way, uh, pick up tidbits here here and there that I'd eventually forget where I saw them, but I'd just be in the shop and things would just be easier for me because I'd been consuming so much content um, when I had a chance to. Um, you know, seeing how... Yeah, magazines are great, but, but magazines published content in a very different way than just a guy in his shop might, you know, you get to see a perspective on how things are really solved by, by just a hobbyist, not something that's been curate curated. And, and for a magazine, they build a project five times so they get everything absolutely perfect. And it all just looks, uh, you know, so polished and amazing. And that can be very useful. I'm, I'm not disparaging that kind of, of material. Um, but it can also be a bit intimidating and and unrealistic at times for mm. for someone in the shop. So just just the community and and people sharing how how they get things done, uh, I think has has been great for me. And, and then the fact that I've participated and created content and and I, I think I've pushed myself a lot harder because. I know that people are going to see, you know, a, a large audience might see what, what I'm making and, and I want it to be good. And I, you know, want, uh, um, want people to like it and I want to do something new and unique and, and that's harder to do because the internet is so big. So I, I think I push myself harder to, um, outside my comfort zone to, to try to come up with things that, that, um, people would want to see and, and would stand out from, from the crowd a bit. So, um, I, I can't, I, I don't think I'd be anywhere without the internet. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a, that's a damn good answer. Yeah. That's a testament to the community. If I've ever heard one, <laughs> um, absolutely. That, that, well, do me a favor is, uh, keep participating because 
That's how we know you is from the internet. And I want to keep seeing this stuff come out. Yeah. Yeah, Everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, um, it, it's, it's, I I guess I'll just say super cool to talk to you because, you know, having seen what you've created, uh, you've got a great mind on you. And uh, I just have to thank you for being our guest. Absolutely. Well, thanks. It's been a pleasure to be on the on the show. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Before we let you go, where can people find out more about you online? Uh, so the best place would be on on YouTube if you just search for Andrew Klein K L E I N or on Instagram I'm a Klein two three zero three. I'm post uh, once in a while on on Instagram, but obviously my more uh, serious content is is on YouTube. Uh, no website yet, um, so YouTube and Instagram. Great, we'll definitely All send right. people over there. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. I'm Sean uh, Wisniewski of The Corner Workshop and uh, Sean W78 on most social medias. And uh, you can find me on Facebook as well. And uh, I'm Diami Plotke of Penultimate Woodshop. And uh, you can find me and all of our links at modernwoodworkersassociation.com. So with that, get out in the shop and, and make something. You know, you can put these headphones on and, and keep in the shop. And that's that's really it. So build something, please. <laughs>